0: The Mortal Yogi Podcast, with me, Dougal Meacham. Alrighty, welcome. Welcome to a new episode of the Mortal Yogi Podcast. This week we're talking about yin and yang, and uh, I got my new microphone. I'm pretty happy. Um, So six months, was it six months? Seven months of teaching online and Zoom room classes. My old microphone, which got me through uh, early COVID has died. So I have a new microphone, which I'm pretty happy with. So I think this sounds pretty nice. Uh, We're all stressing out as yoga teachers um, with the tech stuff. I've just invested in these little Rode mini microphones. R-O-D-E, so if you are in the about that kind of stuff, I highly recommend them, they're tiny, very portable, and uh, very nice. Um, so I'll go check them out. Um, <laughs> I'm not being sponsored by them, I'm just like them. So uh, this week we're going to talk about yin and yang, and really um, uh, what makes them relevant in the body. Uh, yin yoga, as you know, I'm a yin yoga teacher trainer, I've been practicing it for a long time, along t- along with other more yin-like sports like qigong and tai chi, um, particularly in my Taiwan and Hong Kong days. Um, what makes these exercises yin-like? Well, we can get into they look yin-like and you can say well qigong is yin-like and yin yoga is yin yoga but what makes them yin-like the label just calling them yin yoga or yin-like or soft yeah that's kind of starts getting there but it's not really the thing and um uh you know if you listen or spend time with me there are there are a lot of people out there who are teaching and practicing yin yoga but aren't doing yin yoga, I would say. They're doing what looks like uh, yin, but I want to spend um, this amount of time really thinking about why yin is yin and yang is yang. So um, as we go along uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit why we do yin yoga the way we do it, um, which is really muscles relaxed Number one. And number two, uh, holding poses for a long time. Um, This may take more than one episode. I'm totally up for this blending into the next episode also. So uh, sit back, relax, uh, drive your car or whatever you're doing. And um, we'll talk about this because this makes yin-like exercises very different to yang-like exercises. And I'll be very upfront here, like, you can do pretty much anything in a yin-like or yang-like way, once you have um, this framework. So, um, yin and yang are Chinese words. They are uh, part of the Taoist, Taoist philosophical worldview. Uh, which is this wonderful Chinese philosophy, which started off at least um, at least three thousand years ago, with texts like the I Ching, which is probably more like four thousand years old. Sometimes translated as the Book of Changes, uh, a book of divination, um, which really um, is. Uh, a way of looking at the world in terms of in the kind of the same ways you would um, uh, look through the world of a, of a rainbow for example from one color all the way to the other it's like seeing the world from and through a kaleidoscope it's a mix of a little bit of in the same way the rainbow is a little bit of yellow and orange and green to make up a color the world is a little bit like that and these elements These ingredients are yin and yang. There are, over time, there have been yin forms of exercise and yang forms of exercise. If you are aware of martial arts, for example, um, karate and taekwondo are very yang. Yang things tend to be very square, very straight, very rigid, very powerful. Yang things are straight lines and go in places and power. Yin exercises look more organic, circular, soft. So um, things like Judo, Aikido, Tai Chi. And there are so many soft, so-called soft martial arts um, in uh, and around China, Japan, Korea. Um, so yin and yang are aspects of um, have a a deep reach and of course you could meditate in a yin or yang way you could sit up straight and rigid and you could analyze things and go places, that would be more of a yang type of meditation you could be a yin experience where you just sit back um, and experience things Um, if you look at uh Applications of yin and yang in the Chinese medicine world, for example acupuncture acupuncture if you've ever had a like a vaccination, you'd never engage your muscles why because that would that would hurt um that would grip around the needle when it went into your body and um and uh yeah it would have hurt so acupuncture, if you ever go and do it, you must be relaxed um and this that this idea will get into a couple of the things that we talk about, things like acupuncture moxibustion um, and there are um foods and tonics which which are softer in a way that kind of ah. Uh, rinsing a blocked drain with water is soft compared to pouring acid down the drain these are yin and yang approaches the acid is kind of directional and forces things whereas the yin is kind of more more like a way a gardener tends their garden rather than kind of bulldozing stuff and forcing the shape of the of the space tending and nurturing maybe some um, natural shapes into the space to make give the place the vibe. So I'm dancing around these concepts. What are yin and yang? All things in the universe can be described in terms of yin and yang. They are simply uh, conceptual opposites. This is not a uniquely Chinese um, idea. All language really is applied to contrast and compare yes versus no, me versus you, up versus down. All languages like this. And, uh, you know, the most um, powerful, probably binary that we have in the world right now is digital binary, all software is simply yeses and no's, simply ones and zero's. So, really, and that's a good, uh, a good kind of idea, really, nothing is absolute, nothing is really just a one or a zero, or on or on off, or yes or no. The seasons, your moods, Colors are mixes of incredible numbers, but software is just millions of rows of ones and zeros in specific um, orders and collections of them. But sometimes this complexity gets so complex and so restrictive and clumsy. If you've ever talked to a PhD student, for example, and tried to have them explain to you what they do. What their PhD is about, often they're unable to, like particularly in a couple of sentences. There might be in exploring, you know, the uh, uh, the politics of the comma, or or the uh, uh, the uh, post-racial dynamics in Trumpian America, or something. But they cannot um, describe what that is. And complexity is great, but complexity also can be. Restrictive. So the yin-yang approach to looking at the world is breaking things down into their two essential opposites. Some of these classical opposites are um, yang is very light and bright, compared to yin is very dark, and uh, the moon, for example, the sun is the yang strength and assertion are yang things and recessive and nurturing are yin dry hot fire often yet described as yang and they're opposite like damp cool watery female compared to the male positive charge compared to negative electric charge the sky compared to the earth is more yin like spring and summer but You cannot say that um, cold is yin and hot is yang, because hot is always relative, and this is a key concept, yin and yang are not absolute concepts. For example, the hot sun is hotter than, than, for example, um, the earth but then the water in the sea is hotter than the land and the land in mexico is hotter than the land in scotland and the scottish earth is probably hotter than the ice say in the north pole and you could keep going But then the ice in the north pole is hotter than ice which has been there for millennia possibly really really maybe on the south pole So there's no such thing as hot and cold. The hot sun is more yang than the Scottish ice, but the Scottish ice is more yang than the South Pole ice. So there's always a relative idea. This is quite strange for our modern minds, particularly for the Western mind, because we love to deal in rights and wrongs, in goods and bads, in absolutes. But Chinese philosophy in general doesn't subscribe to and wouldn't necessarily agree with this conceptualization of reality. Things on our, in our body can be yin and yang, and they can change depending on our, on our position. So, for example, if you had a huge nose on your face, some people have big noses, some people have little noses you might say wow that's a that's a prominent assertive big nose that's such a yang thing on your face but the person who has the big hooter of a nose on their face may go really I've never really noticed I have a big nose if the person did have a big nose who had a big nose always noticed it would get in their way they'd obviously notice it all the time but noses are things that we don't notice. Yin things are often these. So, to the person looking at the big-nosed guy or gal, it looks like a dominating yang object on their face, but to the owner, they hardly notice it. And this is um, all the way through anything you look at. So, spicy food could be yin or yang, depending on who's thinking about it, which whether you're taking it in, what time of year, uh, your uh, health and predisposition to eating um, stuff. There is no such thing as ginseng is a yang food or chili is a yang food or pears are, are yin-like. It depends into where these th- how these things are being used and where they're going. Now if we think about the body And we think about applying these ideas of yin and yang to movement in our body. Well, there are zillions of tissues in our body. But in movement, in exercise and in yoga, we are really talking about um, the tissues relevant to the body. And when we are particularly in yoga, we are most interested in what stops us moving and what helps us move. Are tissues elastic or are they plastic? Are they stretchy like yoga pants, hopefully, and stretchy dough? Are they dynamic and moving? We call these yang tissues. Or are they more plastic like clay or putty? They don't change very much. They're quite stable. We call these yin tissues. The body is incredibly complex, but we're going to break it down into a very simple Taoist analysis. It's one or the other. We are very, very, very concerned, particularly in yoga, why we can and we or cannot move. And I won't talk about it in depth in this lecture here, in this little time here. There are two reasons we cannot move. Tension of tissues, tightness in your hamstrings, or in your shoulders, or in your neck, or in your back. You can't do a posture because you're too tight. The other possibility is compression. You can't do a pose because your bones normally don't allow you to. This is the most important discrimination to make in any analysis of a yoga pose. And what we should do when we hit a wall and we can't do something that we'd like to do, is we have to think, is it tension or is it compression? That's the critical, critical question uh, to ask ourselves. We're going to focus on tension today. We're going to focus on whether tissues are plastic, whether they're in, or whether they are elastic. So we're going to take away this idea of, skeletal variation and compression and all that stuff for another time. We're just going to focus on tension today. And is tension happening in yin tissues, which are uh, dense and not stretchy, or is it yang tissues, which are elastic? Typically, or if we talk, think about it, there are really two big types of tissue in the body. There are the yin tissues, The most plastic ones are the bones. And there are yang tissues. There are elastic and connective tissue. But if we think about this in just a Taoist way, so we've got to have yin and yang, we're going to have have two concepts. So muscle is yang and bone. And I'm going to throw connective tissue in with the yin stuff. Connective tissue is pretty strong and still and wire-like or steel-like. So when we are thinking about exercising, we have two concepts. We have muscle, which can be stretched. and We have bone and connective tissue, which is way more yin-like, which is way more plastic. And how we approach our movement is totally... And how we're thinking about the health of these tissues is completely different. When we are moving, we are thinking about our yin tissues and our yang tissues. Overwhelmingly, in modern science, we are thinking about yang tissues. Cardiovascular, gym, running, swimming, these are all yang tissue exercises. But the Chinese medicine approach would say that there are other tissues in the body which also require exercising. And if that's the case, then there are going to be some different approaches. What are those approaches? Well, if we're trying to affect yang tissue, we do something called rhythm and repetition. You know this from looking at any exercise. Let's take swimming. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Tennis. Ba-bum, ba boom Whack. Bum, whack, boom, whack, or running, left, right, left, right, dancing, doo, doo, doo. there is rhythm and there is repetition. All yang exercise is this. If you're trying to work with your muscles, we all know this very instinctively, that's what you need and I'm dumbing it down or making it simple bring it down to the most basic concepts. If it's yin tissue you're trying to work with I'm gonna say if you want to work with your bones or your connective tissue well then you need long traction and you need to have a, a moderate long traction and you need to stay for a long time. These are very very different approaches to exercise. it's important to separate these because it's unsafe to focus on yin tissue with yang exercise and it's unsafe to focus on um, yang tissue with a yin approach and this is why people get very very animated and we have very strong discussions sometimes in movement because we are we're not necessarily agreeing on what we're working on so yang exercise is sweating, huffing, puffing, lifting weights in a gym. You wouldn't just do one rep and say, oh, I'm done now. That wouldn't even do anything. No, you do movement and repetition. You get the music on, and that's why all gyms have it, like that kind of do, 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 boo, 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 kind of club environment because you need movement, rhythm, and you need repetition. The faster the rhythm and repetition, the more yang-like it is. Power yoga, high-intensity training. These are very high-intensity, more very yang-like things, hotter. And then you got things like walking, maybe in swimming uh, at the other end, who are still yang, but less yang-like. If you were gonna go to a gym, you wouldn't Um, You always would be working in this way Left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down But always some kind of a rhythm Hopefully you can hear me flicking my fingers there Yin exercise And I'm going to call it exercise for now You're going to have to stay with me Probably through this and the next uh, podcast But you don't want rhythm with your bones, with your connective tissue, with what's between bones with joints, there's still a good chance not only will that not be effective, but more likely you're gonna injure yourself big time. If I said to you, hey, let's exercise your joint, your elbow joint, and you bent it so that your hand was touching your shoulder and then flicked your hand out time and time and time and time and time, and time again, Well, just me thinking about that makes me shudder. I would injure my elbow. And this is why many people shudder at the concept of doing exercise without engaging their muscles. Because they assume that when I use the word exercise, they are thinking rhythm and repetition. And they're right. Rhythm and repetition exercise of a yin-like tissue like a joint It's a very, very bad idea, but there are other things which need exercise, not only muscles. Exercise of yin stuff is actually everywhere around. We just don't call it yin-like, we just don't call it yin-like or yin exercise. As I mentioned earlier, tai chi. Qigong, uh, Judo, Aikido, these are more Yin-like things, and you relax the muscles and allow other parts of the body to take the strain of the pose. It's not focusing on, like if you do Tai Chi or Aikido, you're not really going to get a massive Yang workout, and you're certainly not going to get ripped, which is what, you know, ripped abs or strong biceps but you're looking to work with another part of the body. If we go straight out, all the way out of exercise for a moment, the dentist, when you were a teenager, did very Yin-like stuff with you. You went to the dentist and the dentist said, "Uh uh-huh, oh yeah, you have have crooked teeth. We need to reshape those. Well, bone, bone teeth sitting in a bony bed on your gum, the dentist didn't go, "Hey nurse, switch on the music." Okay, which teeth, which tooth do you want me to work on first? And the dentist didn't grab it, and he or she didn't then wiggle it back and forward, and backward and forward, and backward and forward, until they got in the right place. That's obviously absurd. No, they would wiggle it. They they would give you orthodontal treatment, orthodontal braces bring that back to my earlier concept, well that's slow traction for a long time. You might not think of this as exercise, but I want to say it is. It's a yin exercise. It's a modest gentle stress over a long time and this is very very good for your yin tissues, for your bones places between bones, joints, and for the more uh, stiffer, yin-like tissues, less elastic tissues in our body. And if you remember, those of you who have had orthodontal treatment, then it was, it took, uh, when I was a kid, I had braces, it took two years for me to have them on. So it's slow, it's very, very, very slow. And this is one of the keys of uh, yin approach to health. It's got to be slow. Nowadays, when we do things in exercise places, we're trying to minimize stress on joints. We're trying to, for example, if you look at videos uh, for old people lifting pop plants or for people. Uh, lifting weights. There'll be often pictures in the gym, like do it with a straight back, don't do this, you must engage your core, la, 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 la. And that's totally correct in a yang environment. Short-put, lifting. you're doing, you're engaging the muscles to protect the joints. In yang exercise, muscle and joint protection is absolute common sense. I do that when I'm doing those types of uh, movements. But what I'm saying here, what I'm inviting you to consider is that when we're thinking yin, we're gonna do exactly the opposite. We are not working with the muscles, they're yang things. We wanna stress, we wanna stimulate, we wanna exercise the yin stuff in our body yin yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, Aikido is trying to stimulate these yin tissues. This is very, very different uh, to how we see exercise in most of the world. We're trying to minimize stress for most of us uh, in exercise. This is the opposite. So. There are there is yin and yang in the world concepts help us understand complexity. The body is incredibly complex, and for our simple thoughts here on movement, there are two radical opposite types of tissue in the body. There are elastic ones, which are overwhelmingly muscles, and there are plastic ones are overwhelmingly bones and connective tissue, and give you an example of more uh, yin-like stuff. Your lungs, your brain, your kidneys, your liver are all made of non-muscular tissue. That's quite amazing. There's no muscle in your kidneys. There's no muscle in your lungs. But they need to be stimulated. They need to be kept healthy. So when we are exercising, we have two foci. Overwhelmingly in the modern world, we are thinking about exercising our muscles. Our heart, of course, is the king or queen of of this. We're fascinated and obsessed with heart health and cardiovascular health. That's almost modern exercise in a nutshell. What I'm saying here is that there's a different approach to yoga, approach to movement, where we're focusing on a very very different thing and that means breaking most of the rules uh, of modern exercise to get to them. We're gonna stop here, the next, um, the next episode we'll jump into really, I think we really have to talk about what is exercise and what is, what is on the agenda, what is our priority. Uh, for what we're doing it so come and join me next week and we'll talk about that and then we can talk a little bit about about why yin yoga and other yin approaches to moving your body make sense it's been my pleasure have a wonderful day wherever and whenever you are take care of yourself Bye bye